The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. It's time for the John DePietro Show here on News Talk WNRI 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM. He's a special kind of sentinel. Mr. DePietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DePietro became a story. Radio talk show host John DePietro. All right, here we go, folks. Good afternoon. Welcome, one and all. The Power Hour has arrived. John DePietro, this portion of our program is brought to you by K's. Remember, whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, stop by K's. They're waiting for you. Folks, well, uh, he joins us each week at this time. We get a little bit of an update regarding Ill- illegal immigration in the state. He is the expert. He is the head of Ryle, Rhode Islanders for Ill- Illegal Immigration Reform. And it's the very knowledgeable and our friend Terry Gorman. Good afternoon, Terry. Good afternoon, John. How are Terry, you today? Very well, Terry. Looking forward to your update. What is our first item for illegal aliens amongst us? <laughs> well, I'd just like to read you a paragraph, John, from an article a letter to the editor in the Valley Breeze, and it is, where is that old-fashioned common sense? It, but this paragraph really tells it like it is today, with the, the situation we're in. For it, it says, for instance, isn't it strange that you cheat going into college? If you cheat going into college, you can go to jail. Well, if you cheat going into America, you can go to college. Now, does this make sense? Another example is that when you come to America illegally, you can receive all sorts of free benefits. But if you already live in America, you must meet certain criteria, certain qualifications to be able to receive those same free benefits. Doesn't that tell it like it is? It does. I like like, that. Like what's what's our problem? That was written by the lady's name is Pauline Demers. Yeah, I know Pauline. Yeah, the rest, of the, the rest of it is terrific also, but it doesn't relate to immigration, but that particular paragraph does. All right. Now, Terry, as we, um, as we know, this is the time of year. Between now and June, they're up at the General Assembly. They're trying to pass different laws. They're trying to sneak different language in. Um, it's, uh, it's a time to be vigilant. And there's also uh, some different instances in the news where there's violence and crime associated, and they don't report it. Uh, but what else can you tell us? This is something that's on a national scale, John, that uh, the Supreme, uh, the Ninth Circuit Court just ruled against Trump with his stay in Mexico asylum policy. And what the article I just read was tens of thousands of immigrants waiting to claim asylum have been amassing at the Mexican border, but held back by President Trump's remain in Mexico policy. Now it looks like a large portion of them will be able to enter. Most will just disappear into the interior, never to be heard from again. So the Remain of in Mexico program is kind of gutted for now. And the Ninth Circuit, that they, they only control, control, in this instance, California and Arizona. But that's where, that's where like the majority of all of these illegal aliens are, are waiting in Mexico to come. And what happens is, they just come across the border, claim asylum, they go before some magistrate or whatever, and they give they automatically give them a court date uh, to appear and let and let them go. They release them into the United States. This is thousands and thousands of people. And if we wonder why, John, we have a 400, 400 new kids in Central Falls, unknown number of new kids in Providence. Where do, where do we think they're all coming from? That's right. And, and this is this is only going to get worse. And and when you said you just said you know that they're, they're trying to do all sorts of different things. They're introducing all sorts of crazy legislation, things that don't make sense. This Sandra Cano, she she she's from Colombia. She came here from Colombia, and I give her credit for all she's accomplished. She's, but she's accomplished quite a lot. But. But she introduced a bill for Grace Diaz, 
who served the, who served the Dominican right. no, Republic. I, 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 that was pulled. I, I know the bill yeah, you're talking about, about the media. Yeah. I, I just don't. It was pulled. So no offense. Yeah. I, I don't want to get into it just because it was pulled. And it is offensive yeah. in the whole yeah. thing. Uh, but, but, Terry, something also but, that needs to be on the forefront that people need to watch. And, and let's talk about it. And that is with the coronavirus. Now, you and I talk about emergency rooms. But this is because of the amount of people that are now worried about it. For many people, this is their first introduction as they are going to some of the emergency rooms of Rhode Island. And I received two emails the past two days from people. Now, this is something you and I take for granted, but they, you know, they were unaccustomed to it. They had certain symptoms with the coronavirus. They took their loved one to the emergency room. And this person sent me uh, an email saying he was shocked. They were the only people that could speak English in the emergency room. You had all of these families there. None of them are speaking English. Old, old, you know, the grandparents, the parents, the young kid, they're all running around. And not only that, think of, you know, they live in very close quarters in many parts yes. of our state. And you have people with the coronavirus going to the emergency rooms. Terry, is a matter of time before this virus is going to spread through. You have apartments in Oneyville. And parts of Providence, we, you have 10 to 12 people living in an apartment, and the landlord doesn't do anything. But it's supposed to be no more than, like, five people. You have an entire family living there, close quarters, sharing everything, and this virus is going to wipe right through there. Yeah, John, you, you've, we've both talk, told stories about all this before, about how dangerous it all is. If you, you go to the emergency room, I had to bring my wife to the emergency room for a heart condition, and the doctor c- c- called ahead of time, and to go to Miriam Hospital emergency room. When we got there, the, the nurse on the desk told us that there'd be a three and a half to four hour wait in the in the emergency room before somebody could see my wife. Wow. And yeah, and it, as it turned out, I persisted at the desk, and then they found out that the doctor had called ahead of time. But that most of the people that are in the that emergency room, they're all hacking and coughing and everything, and. And, and they have interpreters, yep. and, and you know, and uh, there's a lot of very old people that are there, and a lot of those old people that are there, John, that they're getting SSI, and some of them are guess getting SSDI. That's right. If, it, it it doesn't make any sense all of this stuff. And what you said about the that virus, God help us, if that virus got into an apartment in Oneyville, because where do those people go? And I think you said. 10 or 12 people. Some of those places, we've talked about this before, have more than 20 people living there. Oh, yeah. More than 20 people. I gave you an instance of 20 men living in a cellar that was told to me by a firefighter in Providence. That's right. 20 men living in a cellar and no running water, nothing. They they had five-gallon pails to to defecate and urinate. that's right. I mean, you know, and, and it's still going on, John, and it's worse now than it's than it's ever been before, and what's happened is the powers that be just continue to cover this up, oh, cover yeah. it up no, and cover time. it up and cover it up. And let me tell you this, John, something that I looked into since the last time we talked. You know this new thing, Rhode Island College, the hub in Central Falls. Oh yeah, tell everyone about that. Well, <laughs> that's a that's a great idea to educate people that are here legally. And people that have out of job, out of work to re-educate them for another job, but it also educates children and gives puts them in internships who are illegal aliens. Now, I think that's a tremendous expense that goes on that that they have to do. They have to provide that service. Yep. And what, what I I spoke with the people. I called them all. And another one. Another one is. Uh, Skills, skills for Rhode Island, and another example is the in-state tuition for illegal aliens at URI. They give these people this, all these benefits. Now, if you do an internship with that Skills Rhode Island or Rhode Island College, when you get out of there, out of that internship, you're still an illegal alien, and you can't get a job. So, so that's giving those people false hope, in my, in my opinion. But what they said was they put them in those programs and in-state tuition is another one for in, at URI. All they have to do is sign an affidavit that they're in the process of becoming a citizen or as soon as they are eligible, they'll put in an application to become a citizen. Right. 
with no documentation. Nothing. nothing. Zero. Imagine that the honor system. Yeah, call URI and ask them ask them if they could tell you, you know, how many people are in that program or whatever. That's they, right. They 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 refuse to do it. They refuse to do it. And this is another example. And I'm getting a little frustrated when I'm thinking of these things. But they tell me when I object to in-state tuition at URI becoming a state law that it's only a small portion of the of the URI population. Terry, why are you so? upset about this well didn't they just tell us that 400 non-english speaking students arrived in the central falls school system from spring to 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 uh the fall of last year they just told us that that's well, right where are the what how many of those kids are going to graduate from high school right uh, and if we're trying to send every single kid that graduates from high school to to uh college now I, th- I think the, I think that's the, just a, a money maker for the colleges because they know they they get these kids in there they sign up for in for all sorts of loans and all that stuff to pay their tuition and the colleges know they're not going to make it they stay in there three years or two and a half years or whatever and they have to drop out and you know it, and the the money the money that the colleges make is phenomenal. That is exactly right. Hey, Terry, we're going to leave it there just because I have another okay. guest coming at one thirty. We'll talk to you again right. next week. He's folks, our friend. Thank you, Terry. Terry Gorman. Okay. Again, our uh, segment, folks, regarding illegal aliens in the state. There's some other um, stories I want to. Um, Massachusetts reports seven presumptive cases. Here's the latest now. Good afternoon, everyone. It's Sean DePietro. We have a good guest coming up uh, quickly at one thirty that we're going to talk to. Um, how about this? So, St. Raphael's Academy. Announced today it's voluntarily withdrawing from the Rhode Island Interscholastic League Division I girls basketball tournament against Barrington. And the Division II quarterfinal boys ice hockey game against South Kingstown. Both scheduled for this weekend. Now, I, I feel terrible for the kids. Rhode Island, there's one confirmed case, one presumptive. Both tied to that St. Ray's Academy trip to Italy. One of the cases in Mass is also connected to the school, by the way. All three people took that trip to Italy in mid-February. It's actually late February, but Italy's one of the hot spots for the coronavirus. Difficult decision, said the principals. Right now, there are 130 students at St. Raphael's Academy on self-quarantine, which ends March 13th. The school's expected to reopen March 16th. They're closed again next week. This is the Channel 12 website. Rhode Island announced two presumptive positive cases of the virus. Man in his 40s and a teenage girl both returned from the school trip to Italy. 200 people still self-quarantining after having direct contact with an infected person. In Massachusetts, one confirmed case of the virus, seven presumptive positive cases, more than 700 people told to be quarantined, 400 of them already completed the process, 11 Americans have died from the coronavirus, 10 from Washington State, one from California. The World Health Organization, WHO, has reported 95,000 coronavirus cases globally, 3,000 deaths in China, 260 deaths outside of China. The CDC has reported 164 cases in the United States, tested hundreds of people for the virus. The disease is now in 19 states. 18 of the confirmed cases were spread person to person. Now, um, there's some other headlines, though, folks. Again, 766-1380. Fans banned from NCAA, NCAA basketball tournament. Now, that's new. And I mentioned that. That is going to be, I think now it's Division Three. John Hopkins. That's right. Spectators are going to be banned. Now, you have March Madness coming up starting in two weeks. How about this? Um, new York cases increase 50% overnight. Southwest CEO warns plunging domestic travel has a 9-11-like feel. Empty offices, full homes. Might strain internet. Um, Vatican reports its first case. Mecca, dessert and chilling video. I saw that. How about this, folks? Study predicts 15 million dead. In Singapore, lying about where you have been can get you six months of jail. And London Heathrow baggage handlers test positive. Oh, my goodness. That one I didn't know about. So it's, um, 
let's see. Robots fighting virus by disinfecting hospitals, taking temperatures, preparing meals. Thousands of Americans asked to self-quarantine. Cruise passengers off California await test results. Coronavirus um, is at a Seattle outbreak. Then you have Las Vegas, right? People coming in. Uh, the CDC cannot promise millions of test kits. Touching your face, how to stop doing it. One of the things they say is to wear gloves. If you wear gloves, supposedly that will then stop you. You'll be more aware of it. Costco customers sprayed with disinfectant at door. That's interesting. Um, let's see. Brian Williams, New York Times gay, criticized over math flub. Saddest clip in TV history. I don't know about this one. Let me click on this. Brian Williams, New York Times. NBC's Brian Williams was mocked over math on social media after he quoted a, a tweet claiming that the former Mike Bloomberg had given each American one million still of money left over during an interview with the New York Times. The blowback comes two days after Bloomberg dropped out of the race. The billionaire had a dismal Super Tuesday showing. Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads. The U.S. population is $327 million. He could have given each American $1 million and still, no, still have money left over. I felt like $1 million check would be life-changing for people. Yes, and he wasted it all on ads and still lost. William said, quoting a tweet, it's an incredible way of putting it. Putting it's true. It's disturbing. U.S. population, $327 million. Evenly divided by 500 comes to a dollar 53 per person. <laughs> uh, let me just uh, play this clip. Well, math on, on the fly can be tricky. If he wants to spend a billion bucks beating this guy, he could do it. Absolutely. Um, tweeted recently that um, the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. got it. Let's put it up yeah. on the screen. It, when I read it uh, tonight on social media, it kind of all became clear. Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads. U.S. population, $327 million. Uh, don't tell us if us on the He could have given each American $1 million and have had lunch money left over. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. It does. It does suggest, you know, what we're talking about here, which is. The- right, but here's the thing. Let's think about this. If you have ten people, right? Here's the problem. Mary Gay of the New York Times did that. If you have ten people, and you give ten people each one million, that's ten million. If you give one hundred people one million, that's, that's, um. 100 million, right? So let's, let me back up for a moment. If you have 20 people, they're saying if he gave every American 1 million, he still wouldn't have hit his number. (laughs) But here's where they're off. If you give one person 1 million, right? You give five people, that's 5 million. 10 people's 10 million. 20 people, according to Brian Williams, if you give each 20 people each 1 million, that's 20 million. Now, the problem is keep going higher. So you have 20 and then let's go to 50. Let's go to 100. Now you're at 100 million. Bloomberg spent 500 million. Brian Williams was saying there's 327 million people in the country. He could have given everyone $1 million and still had money left over. That No, that's not accurate. That would be 327, 327, not 327 million. (laughs) It's on live TV they were doing this. All right, 766-1380. We have a guest that's going to join me coming up at 1.30. Hey, folks, I want to remind you again. Remember, for the heating season, 
call J.K.L. Engineering for all your heating and cooling needs. By the way, phone number 766-13 if you want to call in. Uh, what time is it? One twenty-five. Open line between now and 2 o'clock. I have a, a short guest coming up at one thirty, but I'm going to tell you the latest about the virus coming up. But remember, the heating season is here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier Infinity System. They're energy efficient, they're quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, then guess what? No problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter and it cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates on the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L. is a carrier factory authorized dealer. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 53 years. J.K.L.'s reputation is second to none. Especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer called J.K.L. For a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. Engineering at 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. Remember, with J.K.L. Engineering, they do it right the first time. It's John DePietro, 766-1380. A lot more ahead on the John DePietro Show. Do you own and operate a small business and you rely on communicating with your employees while they're out in the field? Well, if you do, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. This is Sal with T-Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401-332-0000. This is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data with no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs. This is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401-332-0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today, Sal with T-Mobile for Business, 401-332-0000. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVast is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. you got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVast Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Well, folks, remember, why not? Why not on this Friday? Maybe you're saying, hey, I'd love some nice Trump pastry for the weekend. We'll swing over to Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They're open right now, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, making pastry great again. It's Ron and Melissa. Look for their Facebook page. They have all Trump pastry, Trump cookies, Trump pastry, chocolate-covered donuts, cannolis, Trump brownies, Trump zapolas, uh, cakes, pies, cupcakes, everything fresh. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, making pastry great again. Look for them on Facebook. It's Ron and Melissa, and they have Friday hours. They're open till late this afternoon. They're open on Saturday also from 8 to 2. Look for them right off Silver Spring Street, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Folks, it's Sean DePietro on this Friday. This portion of our program is brought to you by Amiga Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 
commercial trailers, MEGA, M-E-G-A, truck and trailer premier, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA, M-E-G-A, truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508 508- 336-2110, 508-336-2110, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's John DePietro. Phone lines are open, 766-1380, 766-1380. Coronavirus, U.S. banks ready disaster plans. Large U.S. banks have begun testing crisis measures in case of a broader coronavirus outbreak that prevents staff from going to work, banks, banking sources say. We're going to uh, get to that story and a lot more. But, folks, there's an interesting story that our next guest is going to tell us about. It has to do in Rhode Island. And this is a story where there's five westerly Rhode Island police officers. And they're receiving over 110000 in a case where they charge where the union bosses and the town officials of westerly illegally collected dues and deductions and two illegal firings. Now, joining us right now, he is with the National Right to Work Foundation, and we want to welcome, it's the President, Mark Mix. Good afternoon, President Mix. Hello, John. How are you? Very well. Walk us through this uh, story that uh, is within uh, the the borderlines of Rhode Island, Winsaka to Westerly. Tell us about it, President Mark Mix. Yeah, this is a really amazing story, John. It, it starts with five uh, reserve officers who were able to do traffic detail and got traffic assignments from the, the chief of police and town officials. And interestingly enough, John, they were not union members, and they were not even represented by the union that had an agreement with the, quote, permanent police officers in the state. But yet there was this deal cut between the union union officials and the, and the town officials saying that anyone who worked on these deals would get immediately $5 an hour deducted from their pay and it would go to the union so these people are not union members they're not represented by the union but money is coming out of their paychecks to go to union officials for every hour they work on these traffic detail assignments and so you know when these police when these reserve officers found out about this and they went to town officials they went to the chief of police they went to the town manager they went to the town council and really everyone said well just shut up and take it in fact the chief of police said don't even try to get any publicity about this because you'll lose your assignment. And in fact, uh, evidence in the case pointed to a meeting between town officials and union officials saying, literally, they said this, John, and say, it'll cost these, uh, these reserve officers thousands of dollars to litigate this case, and that's money that'll come out of their pocket. Quote, their attorneys will not do this for free, close quote, meaning that they had power over these workers and they really had no voice. Well, John, that's when we stepped in at the National Right to Work Legal Defense Foundation and represented these employees, guess what? for free. And they won this case. They won a settlement rather than going to trial with this scheme that was clearly suspect. Uh, The town and the union decided to settle with these officers, and that's where the $110,000 comes in. Hey, Mark, I want you to touch on, because you, you just touched on something, and that is a union trick that they do where they always try to bully people saying, Oh, you might as well just pay us this amount because, you know, it's going to cost you more in legal fees and we're going to bog you down in court. And so, therefore, why don't you just that that is a form of bargaining and leverage that they use where they're always trying to say, oh, you're never going to be able to afford this to be much cheaper. You know, give us this one million because then you're going to pay millions in legal fees. That That's all part of their arsenal. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I was with an attorney on Tuesday. We were up in the First Circuit Court of Appeals in Boston arguing a case on behalf of a nurse in the Kent Hospital System, which is up in the Northeast up there. And she was literally fighting, John, over $42 in financial money. But from a standpoint of her rights and, and the rights and the, and the power and the cursor power unions, she was literally fighting for workers all across the country that are confronted with this notion that, yeah, look, you may be right about your rights, quote-unquote rights, but this is, this is 38 bucks. What do you just pay it? It's going to cost you $5,000 to get an attorney to represent you. Come on, do the math here. And so this is how this coercion, whether it be soft coercion or direct coercion, goes on because that while we're not fighting over huge amounts of money in this case, although $5 an hour is a pretty significant amount of money, I mean, I think you'd appreciate a $5 an hour raise. Everyone listening would, would, without question. That. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So in this case, there's real money involved. But in most cases, John, to your point, 
point. You're absolutely right. It's this soft coercion of saying, come on, you can't fight. This is not worth it. Well, unfortunately for union officials and town officials in Westerly, there are people that have courage beyond the financial implications of taking on a case like this and defending their rights. And without those people of courage, all across the country, and literally, John, there's hundreds of thousands of them. We've represented hundreds of thousands of people in similar situations where the money doesn't matter. It's the principle. And thank goodness for the courage of these reserve officers who said, you know what, this is outrageous, it's wrong, and it's a, it's a sweetheart deal beyond compare, and we'll fight it. And they did, and so we were pleased to, to help them and get them to this point where they got the settlement. Two of the police officers got, are going to get their jobs back. They were fired for raising this issue. Ridiculous. So, Folks, Sean is right, right now on the line with us. He is the uh, National Right to Work Foundation President, Mark Mix. Mark, you'll find this, um, I think, somewhat comical. Uh, so last, last weekend, Randy Weingarten, who, as you know, American Federation of Teachers, she mm-hmm. came into town, and the Providence school system... They have been uh, in the headlines, the Wall Street Journal. um, There was a report done by John Hopkins last spring, and they had an extensive study done, and they found out that the Providence, Rhode Island school system is considered one of the uh, top four worst public school systems in the entire country, with the amount of 95% of the students are less than proficient the grade they're in, meaning if you take a group of eighth graders, 95% of them cannot do the work of an eighth grader in English or math. So you have this broken school system. You have the state now moving to take it over. You've had the same teachers union that's always fighting different reform. The education, new education commissioner said the problem is within the contract. You can't hire a teacher. You can't fire a teacher. The principals feel powerless. Uh, they have teachers that are drunk in, in class, have dr- drug problems in class, molesting children accusations in class. Because of the power of the union, they can't fight them. So they're trying to remake this completely broken school system. Randy Weingarten, American Federation of Teachers, comes in. She holds a community forum last Saturday. And Mark Mix, the theme of the forum think of everything i just laid out for you the theme of the forum is collective bargaining and why it benefits the community <laughs> yeah and anyone who pose, opposes any look at a, at a bargaining arrangement like that you know what she says she said it on national television you just don't care about the children that's that's exactly I mean, what she says think how preposterous that is collective bargaining and you have these parents by the way they do a, a lottery for charter schools and they had 50 slots open yeah. 2500 people went for it i think when they did the full total uh the number of charter schools that were completely open in the city was under 2000 20 thousand parents put their kids in and then when you finally come and greet the community is it about we're going to try to help your children no is it about we're going to take extra time to try to help them with math and english and so no collective bargaining and how that helps the community mark just completely pathetic yeah well in a rare moment of candor albert shanker the former president of the american federation of teachers which is an afl cio affiliate there said when children start paying union dues We'll start representing children. Oh my goodness! He said that. <laughs> and yeah, then that th- is a that was in a yeah. Yep. The Boston Globe reporter unveiled there were these text messages back and forth between Weingarten and the new education commissioner. Her name is uh, Infanti Green. She's from New York City. She agreed to be the new state commissioner. So it's a state takeover of the of the school system. The contract. The contract for the teachers is up in August. Now, Mark, as you can imagine, this is like all-out war. This is what they wait for. It's all about the bargaining. Throughout this entire process where the Providence schools the past 20 years, it keeps getting worse and worse to the point with the proficiency. They just push the kids through. There's no summer school. Um, it's all the, t- the t- average teacher, 25 sick days, and there's, there's no accountability, zero accountability. During this whole process, as you know, Mark, not one teacher, even though considered fourth worst in the country, Wall Street Journal, Education Nightmare was the name of it, not, or Horror Show, not one teacher, they didn't make one penny less the day before uh, the last uh, President's Day weekend. Fifty percent of the teachers in Providence called out sick that Thursday and Friday. 
Yeah, this is this is kind of an interesting phenomenon. Well, interesting, that's not the right word. It's it's a discouraging phenomenon and the fact that, you know, by definition, many people have said that education is a right and therefore public education is a right and it's a monopoly in the sense of most people can't afford to go to private schools and this public school system set up. But when you grant a monopoly to union officials over a monopoly, which is the government school system, there is that is a recipe for disaster. That's right. And unfortunately, for unfortunately for states that have have had this in for in in place for the longest time, you know, Wisconsin's one example. Back in they were the first state to basically authorize bargaining for all government employees in their state back in 1959. And if you remember, back in 2010, 2011, there was a huge fight over even the most minute reform to the bargaining laws. Yep. Governor Scott Walker got some stuff done. Oh yeah, it was a huge fight. That, yeah, that's how important it is. But those states that have had it the longest, New York, Illinois, California, Ohio, uh, Wisconsin, those states are trying to find a way to reform it so they can free up a decision-making and an accountability process in the school system from union officials who control it with a, a basically an iron fist. Absolutely. And one more thing, uh, Mark, for, and again, folks, uh, my guest is um, the Right to Work Foundation president, Mark Mix. Mark, as, um, there's a, there was a headline in the Providence Journal on Wednesday. Uh, Annie A.R.I.'s Crowley is Sohn's number two role at Rhode Island AFL-CIO. This is a longtime teacher union lobbyist. Pat Crowley was elected as the next secretary treasurer of the Rhode Island AFL-CIO. Currently, 19% of Rhode Island workers are unionized. Crowley said, there's no reason we can't get that to 25%. That's what I will work to do. Now, Mark, what's interesting about that, and I'll give you a chance to react and comment to that, but as you know, the unions have been completely focused on trying to unionize. Um, I was speaking to someone out in Silicon Valley and said, you know, all the high-tech startups uh, whether it is, you know, pick one. They, they have all the unions been trying to get in there. They, they get no leverage, have gained no ground because the workers are so satisfied with the way things are going. They've been so frustrated. But what would it say about Rhode Island if our workforce went from 19 percent unionized workers to 25 percent? Well, I think, first of all, that the growth, the so-called growth in that movement that they're projecting would be in the public sector, and that's a really dangerous thing. Because right. the private sector unionization, this rate continues to go down. Right. It's about 6.2 of private sector workers in the country. It, the public sector is the final frontier for organized labor. That's why you have an NEA vice president now in the hierarchy of the AFL-CIO, because what's happened over the last 25 years is they've, if they've basically negotiated away jobs in the private sector. They've come and found this wonderful wellspring of... Of continuing money which is the public sector and so there's really no bottom line no way to impact it and it's a great environment for this power and this monopoly that union officials exercise so it will probably come in the public sector and what does that mean to the people of rhode island Oh, my gosh, John, you know what that means. You know what it has meant to that state over the years in private sector job loss and manufacturing job loss yep. and the growth of government and the increased cost of government. It means that it's probably going to get a lot more expensive for the citizens of Rhode Island is what it means in, in real simple terms. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why there's been no boom as far as jobs. Uh, I've talked to countless business leaders that say just if you're a company and you start to grow and hire workers, if as soon as you get above, say, 200, 300 workers, the AFL-CIO, they come knocking on your door, they start handing out leaflets, they start walking a picket line out in front, and they just take over. Before I let you go, can you just touch on the fact, and I don't think this gets enough play, but people should recognize uh, former Vice President Joe Biden, he is absolutely in the pocket of Richard Trumpka. He, when he announced he, he did it for all the union workers and so forth. Uh, Biden is a, one. I mean, Sanders is ridiculous, but Biden is completely in the pocket of organized labor. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, if you look at what he said over the last several months regarding labor policy, it will be every single item that Richard Trumka, the AFL-CIO, and Randy Weingarten believe is right for this country is on his platform in labor policy. He wants to repeal all 27 right-to-work laws across the country in the states that have them. And these, these laws are real simple, John. They simply say you can, you can join a union, you can participate in a union, you can pay all the money you want to a union, but you can't be compelled as a condition of employment. They want to do away with that. 
They want to modify how unions get certified with secret ballot elections now. They want to do it to card check, which increases the coercion and the intimidation of workers to sign a card that says, yeah, I'm for the union. They want to impose federal government contracts on private employers. They want to dramatically increase the penalties for private sector employers who may have committed an unfair labor practice charge, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines. They want government to step in and say, you know what, if you can't get a contract, we'll impose it on you and your employees for up to two years. I mean, this labor policy is something out of Europe that is being dismissed by folks over there as being anti-growth, anti anti-employee, anti-employer, all these things that government interference in the public se- in the private sector has caused in states like yours, unfortunately. Yeah. And go- Joe Biden wants to expand it. That's, That's right. Bad. And, and it is bad. And one thing, I'm going to have you on again, Mark, but just before I let you go, what's also going to be interesting, and I don't think it gets enough play, is this Providence Teachers Union. Now, there's 20, 25,000 students in the uh, Providence school system. It's way too big, by the way. The school system, they like it that way because Weingarten controls it, and it, it's way too big. It should actually be smaller, be easy to manage. Um, but the thing that, that no one's highlighting is this current contract that they say, oh, well, you know, it's up in August. We want to anxious to start negotiations now the governor of rhode island last year signed what they call a forever contract clause so this contract actually it never ends so there's no incentive in any way for them to end this contract it doesn't end uh even when it ends it just keeps going so it's they they will not agree to a deal before they get a better deal the last thing and i'll send you some information on this but there's a, a Rhode Island vet, veterans home, and it's been in the news because there's so much far over budget, and people can't understand why there's so far and waste and everything else. The union contract is is so egregious, and people were either turn their head to look the other way or not paying attention. But they have 20 people that are out on indefinite leave. They have people every single day that uh, call in sick and then the people that come in get time and a half. They worked a scam when they uh, renovated it that they had one kitchen and then they put in the contract, well, we're going to have five kitchens. And a kitchen, from what I'm told, is um, if you have a room that is a certain size, say the size of just a normal office, but you put in a microwave and a vending machine, they then consider that a kitchen. And the kitchen has to be staffed at all hours by three different unionized workers. So as you can imagine, they're sitting around reading magazines. Um, It's a microwave and a Coke machine. Complete, absolute abuse. And my point is, Mark, and they're willing to do that at veterans. They don't even care. The money just flows in. You can't fire them. They're unionized workers. The contract is ironclad. Someone over there told me, he said, I can't fire these people even if I wanted to. John, well, I, I'll I have have, you back. don't have anything to add to that. Yeah, yeah. all right. All right. Folks, again, Mark, uh, right to work. Thank you, Mark. Great to talk to you, President Mix. My pleasure, John. All Thank right. you. Mark Mix, folks, there it is on the John DePietro Show. This portion of our program is brought to you by K's. Remember, whether it's lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, stop by K's. They're waiting for you. It is coming up 148, 766-1380, 766-1380. A lot more ahead on the John DePietro Show. Hey, folks, I want to remind you, let's just say right now. You're trying to run your business, right? And you're busy and you're trying to run your business, but you need workers. But you don't have the time to screen out. It's very consuming to try to screen out, interview different people. Why not instead pick up the phone and call MEGA professionals? Because they'll help you. They'll get the workers that you need serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801, MEGA professionals what can they help you with staffing if you need workers drivers certified help part-time full-time how about weekend workers or local aka sleep at home drivers class ab non-cbl warehouse workers mechanics skilled labor healthcare workers office workers professionals call mega professionals today 508 508- 336-7801-508-336-7801. It's John DePietro, 766-1380. Much more ahead. More updates on the coronavirus. It's ahead. Stay with us. I'm on the road and my ride is going strong. At Paul Massey Chevrolet, you get the lowest price guaranteed every day with Rhode Island's only true one price on our exciting lineup of Chevrolets. 
Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price, guaranteed. And it's only at Paul Massey, Rhode Island's number one Chevrolet dealer. Lease a 2020 Equinox LS front wheel drive for only $179 a month for 39 months with $29.88 due at signing. My Paul Massey, my Paul Massey ride. Paul Massey Buick GMC South is New England's number one Buick dealer and Rhode Island's number one GMC dealer. Get the lowest price anywhere. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price. Guaranteed. Lease a 2020 Terrain SLE front wheel drive for only $198 a month for 39 months with $24.88 due at signing. Great selection, top-notch service, and the lowest one price, only at Paul Massey. Well, remember, if you ever find yourself in an accident, you're riding along, you're minding your own business, and all of a sudden, boom, right, some nitwit runs into you. Maybe they're drunk. Maybe they are under the influence of uh, cannabis in some way. They're impaired. If that ever happens, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, or... Let's just say you're in a, in a uh, automobile accident and you can't drive your vehicle and a tow truck shows up. Now what do you do? Instruct them to tow your vehicle to West Fountain Auto Body. It's Kenny. It's Patricia. It's Kaylee. They will repair your vehicle. Showroom-like condition, but most importantly, but wait, there's more. They're going to handle everything for you and they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Now, many times... People get their car damaged, and they don't necessarily right away. You feel, all right, it's dented. I'll get it fixed at some point. Maybe that's you. Call West Fountain right now. 272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. We're back on this Friday. Folks, this portion of the program brought to you by Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. I'm holding up on Facebook Live. Look at that before and after. Which, which house do you want, the before and the after? Especially this time of year as it gets warmer. There's the Facebook page, Bethel Soft Wash. Text Jared. He does have a Facebook page. It's terrific. Vinyl siding softwash. Jack patio softwashes. They'll get rid of the algae, the mildew. Same day, free estimate. Text him, 401-617-2585. One, why am I texting him at 617-2585? Well, you can take a picture of the surface that you want them to clean, and then he'll give you a same day free estimate. So maybe that's your home. Maybe you're texting Jared a picture of that I'm holding up on Facebook Live and saying, all right, that's the side of my house. Look at that. Look at the difference, by the way. Can I just show that to you? Look at the before and after. Is that remarkable? Look how much better it's going to sound. Oh, look, excuse me. B-E-T-H-E-L. Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. Look at which bricks do you want? The ones on the left or the one on the right? Look at that after he gets rid of the, uh, the algae and the... The mildew. How about the fence? Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. Look at that. What a difference. Beautiful. Get rid of it. How about this house before and after? Which one do you want? Top or the bottom? Which one has the algae? Which one has the mildew? Better now or better now? Just like when you go to the optometrist, right? Better now or better now? There it is. How about that for the fence? Look at that fence. Do you want it to look like this or better now? <laughs> better now or better like that? All right. Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Look for them on Facebook. Jared is terrific. Get rid of that algae and mildew. Same day, free text, 401-617-2585. Folks, remember, you can go to the website, depetro.com If you want to get in touch with me, da-da-da, you can do that. Go to depetro.com and you click on... Contact John. That's me. There's DePetro.com. Also, listen live button. There I am. You also have new independent report coming. Also, the radio show. If you ever miss it, you click on the radio show. That pops up. Advertise. We do have a slot open. Why not be an advertiser on the program? Support the great Juan DePedro each day. Um, you can also do that. And also, at the top there, you have all my uh, social media links. Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. It's all right there. So, obviously, the big news, folks, continues to be uh, virus fears hit White House. 
Less than 2,000 Americans have been tested. They need more tests. They absolutely need more tests. Chaos at hospitals. I'm hearing the same thing. Have you heard that? Complete chaos at hospitals. They need to get a handle on it. Ground Zero in Rhode Island continues to be St. Rayfield's Academy. They're out next week. And I feel terrible for their athletes. But the people at St. Ray's, what really happened here was the Rhode Island Department of Health dropped the ball. They did. I mean, they absolutely did. And I'll tell you why. St. Rayfield's Academy didn't know what to do. And according to their email that they sent out to family, and remember, you can always email me. It's John. Send me an email. John at DePetro.com. John at DePetro.com. If you go to my website, DePetro.com, no eyes, you can uh, hit contact John. It's very easy to get a hold of me. People leave me messages actually everywhere as I think of it. Um, but if you go to, um, I was reading earlier, and I'm going to do a story on this coming up on DePetro.com, but the St. Raphael's Academy, the email, think of this, last Saturday, last Thursday and Friday, I was the only one in the media talking about this. And what was I saying? I was saying that that they have a situation at St. Raphael's Academy, and there's someone that has tested positive, and they all denied it. And now we know that it's, it's true. But they have um, a member of the school community has tested presumptive positive for the coronavirus. Initially, they were saying that ignore the media. It's not true. But the thing that really stands out to me, one part of that email they sent out last Saturday, was they said shared through various media outlets. There is a local paper, East Bay, they call it. And they made them. They called them and asked them to take it down. They were reporting that someone had it and it was spreading in the trip from Italy. And they sent out an email when a staff member returned from Europe not feeling well. This is the principal now. I contacted the Rhode Island Department of Health. They said they did not feel it was necessary to take any further action to include any testing or quarantine. Well, the Rhode Island Department of Health was clearly not prepared. They dropped the ball. And as a result of that, now it's spreading. And then I know for, for firsthand information that the CDC in Atlanta stepped in and they pushed Ramundo in the Rhode Island Department of Health. They basically pushed them to the side and said, we're now in charge of this because they dropped the ball so much. Christine says, where is their common sense? Um, hi there, Cheryl. Cheryl, um, there's Linda. Voted for it, so why doesn't the FBI investigate? Because it's a state issue. It's a state issue, Linda. That's fair, but it's a state issue. Uh, I'll tell you something else. Linda McLaughlin, a voter fraud so blatant, why doesn't the FBI not investigate? Because it's not an FBI incident. It's a state situation. You need a Republican attorney general or you need someone involved with that. Where the Republican Party of Rhode Island made a mistake was when Mayor Fung lost, he should have demanded a recount. He didn't because it got beat so badly. But Mayor Fung should have demanded a statewide recount. Because then at least it could have been more of a focal point. As a matter of fact, everyone that on the Republican side that ran in 2018 should have demanded a recount from the Board of Elections. I'm not saying the Board of Elections would have gone along with it, but they needed to demand a recount. See, other people say, like Linda McLaughlin, if voter fraud so blatant, why doesn't the FBI not investigate? Who says it's an FBI matter? It's not. It's a local matter. That's part of the problem. The question isn't why doesn't the FBI. The, FBI, the question should be, it should, would be the attorney general's office, and they should be investigating it. Uh, but right now, what this is down to is the Providence Journal. People have, and nothing against, uh, who put that, Linda McLaughlin. I, I mean, Linda doesn't know what the FBI does, so why doesn't the state police do it? As far as the state police, prior to the current Colonel Manny, who was in charge of the Rhode Island State Police? Asumco. Who put her there? Governor Raimondo. Do you think Governor Raimondo was going to let... Anna Sumco and the state police, do you really think that Governor Raimondo was going to let them investigate potential voter fraud? The answer is absolutely not. Who appoints these people to the Board of Elections? Governor Raimondo. Do you think Governor Raimondo was going to allow the state police and the Board of Elections to investigate her fraudulent election? Where she supposedly, with a 35% approval rating, and she got 55% of the vote, never going to happen. He's John D.P. 
Folks, listen, enjoy this weekend. We're back Monday at 11. What's going to happen is we're going to uh, get an update in the 12 o'clock news. And then you'll hear the John Dion program. Listen, stay safe. Wash your hands. Don't go out if you're sick. Call your doctor. Stay quarantined. 2 o'clock news is next right here on AM 1380. We are an official Rhode Island inspection station as well. WNRI Woonsocket. W236CW. W260DC. WNRI.